The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. Welcome once again to the Conquest of Bliss. I am here again with Andre Psyche. Andre, your name, your name looks like it's pronounced Andre, and then so I try to overcompensate. Uh, Most mess- people do. It's okay. Yeah. I'm a confusing person. <laughs> um, so we are. I'm very excited to talk today to Andre because we're going to talk about darkness and the light that you can find in that darkness, and how much light it brings. Not just in the sense that, you know, like opposites show each other, but anyways, so tell me, how are you? And are you also super excited? I'm always super excited, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, I'm extra super excited because I get to see you today as well. So I'm really happy that we can connect and just hang out and chat about really cool topics. Like the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's something, it's so funny because I have such a hard time explaining what I mean like it's it's like it's more of a sense than something I know how to put into words oh your sunnies yeah you don't want to forget your sunnies uh, <laughs> um, it's such a hard topic to put into words but I sense it all the time where it's like you know I have a lot of darkness in me um, and and I never really know how to describe why I think that that's a good thing so the post you made the other day, maybe we'll start talking about that, and that's a good starting off point. I don't remember anything. So, uh, what, what did I say? <laughs> I, 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 well, so, one thing, well, I guess we'll, we'll start out there, is I, I live in the ever-present now as much as possible, so I, I'll say things, even if I do say things or post things, that is the expression of that moment, whatever it was, so I put it out there, and honestly, I just move forward, and if, if, it, if it resonates, awesome, we'll get back there, but I don't keep much... Um, <laughs> things in my mind anymore it, I, I found that i find it to be restrictive so, I just, so just that way i'm open to everything as we go along so um the post i made a few a couple of days ago it was it was about something <laughs> it was about about darkness i wish that so i'm the same way so i was hoping that you would remember we can um, dig. let's <laughs> dig let's dig it, it was it was uh, i had some quotes it was it poetry oh yes. Uh, yes i wrote yeah. yes i was like here's a poem for the day okay uh, poetry. It was quotes about uh, one of them was Jordan Peterson about being a, a dangerous man, being a good man, and was, I, I respect that quote. I feel it. I live that. Um, there's another quote about up top, and then in the bottom, the bottom one was a really long quote. Let me. Where's my phone? <laughs> I found my phone. Oh, is there a kitchen behind there? No, that's no, cool. no kitchen. My bed, baby. I sleep back there. Oh. <laughs> let's see let's pull it up but no i completely agree there's a lot of beauty in the darkness but we can start with this uh with this quote honestly i won't be able to find it i had post so much stuff on facebook it's not even funny but let, that's but, true but let's read. me too let's read it's okay the viewers can learn patience patience <laughs> is a virtue that uh, honestly for me started out in darkness you know when you when you can sit with your darkness and you can really start to taste it and appreciate it appreciate it you you don't want to get out of it like the squirming doesn't give you anything and it, if you can appreciate that darkness you can sit there and just you know learn that patience is like all right this is what's happening now and yeah maybe i can see in the future and see something different but that's not the whole point of this the point is to find bliss in 
even this darkness. So I think patience actually comes, also comes out of that. Man, I post a lot of things. There's so many things. You do, but I do too. So <laughs> no judgments here. I just constantly like pull some memes 24 seven. Uh, <laughs> That's too funny. Ah, poem of the day. Okay, I'll 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 read the I'll read the post. Let's see. All right. No tree, it is said, can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. Carl Jung. First of all, an incredible man. If you don't know him, you need to read all of his books or at least watch some videos. You know, if you like Freud, um, he. Carl Jung took a, some some ideas from Freud and then went deeper into mysticism and just kind of the expression of the soul. Um, if, if you're into mysticism at all, you should know about Carl Jung and, and the symbology that he offers about, uh, you know, the, the combination between life um, and, and you, the expression of, of the universe and how you fit into that and how you are just uh, an extension of that expression. And, you know, there's not necessarily even a separation there, but... Like the singularity kind of thing. Like the singularity kind of thing. Expand a little bit. What do you mean? Like we're... Like we're all one and, and it's yeah. like we're all different pieces of the same thing. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yes. So, so yeah, Carl <laughs> Jung, I mean, he's he's an amazing human being. Um, yeah. And then I had a quote on the very bottom. It says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measures. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened in, uh, enlighten, enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure about you. We're all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make and manifest the glory of God that is within us. And not just in some of us, in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Marianne Williamson. So... That was beautifully theatrical. Oh, well, I'm a theatrical uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm, I'm like that too. I'm all about the drama. But like the good drama, not the like bad drama. Anymore. I completely agree. I mean, I was talking to some of my friends earlier. And um, I mean, if you're going to do something weird, you better commit to it 100%. And you know what? <laughs> I am a commitment machine. I will commit... To everything. What, well, maybe that's not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like darkness um, is 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 a very beautiful thing. And honestly, I like I, I think I mentioned this early last time. And uh, you know, I'm more of an omnist. I believe in that there, there's truth in everything, basically. But uh, I've been more. Uh, connected to to the sufi sufi um belief system um or something like that i guess belief system uh but yeah the yeah. sufism is is um deals with exactly that the dark side of love right the, the pain of love and and man i i felt it so hard so deep i remember there was times for months on end like i would sit in this pit of pain you know that uh, something that would in the past would avoid because you know it's pain you know what are you doing like and it's, it was heavy and it was just weighing on my heart but i found uh i, f I found i found a beauty in that i found a i found like this longing that that you had for for something that was outside of you for something that was missing from you it was it was it was intoxicating it was 
it was enlivening, you know, it, it, it was something completely different. And I, I started to, you know, dive deeper into that. I was like, what, what's happening here? What is this? And that's when like Sufism came to me and I started reading some books by um, a gentleman. Uh, he's a, he's a Sufi teacher, Llewellyn Von Lee. L-L-E-W Llewellyn. I've never heard that name before <laughs> until this man, but incredible teacher. Great to listen to. Very peaceful. You find a, there's a foundation of just immense peace and beauty within him. So just even listening to some of his um, talks, uh, it's, it's meditation on its own. But um, and, and he goes into just, just the different layers of the heart and the depths of, of, of the individual heart and the, the immensities or the universes that the heart itself can contain. But that's when I started to just experience the, the darkness in a different light. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I would sit there just, like I said, for months and I would just cry myself to sleep almost every night, just feeling this longing, feeling this pain of, of this void that I felt. And you know, it was the understanding that, that there is a unity that we're, that we're all a part of and the feeling of separation while we're in this body, you know, the, the, at least the illusion of separation. And I mean, th there's a process where, you know, first you feel the pain and it's just, and it's the most razor sharp pain you've ever felt. And then slowly it turns into just the most spectacular bliss, this, the most delicious taste on your tongue. It, it, it's the most, it's, it's just honey. It's just sweet. And, and then you, you, and then the pain is just like, you, you start kind of almost like longing for the pain. It's like, where'd the pain go? The pain was, I was enjoying the pain. What happened? Where's the pain now? Like, and then it's just nothing. It's just silence. It's quiet. You're like, what, what's happening? Right? So there, there's an incredible journey that can be had if, if you, uh, dive into the darkness and accept it for, for the gift that it is, you know, we as individuals, we, I, social conditioning or just, or I don't know, movies, whatever, we tend to want to run away from the pain because we're like, you know, let's give you anesthetics, let's give you um, <laughs> pills, whatever. Let's numb it. Yeah, numb the pain. You know, you're in a relationship. Oh, your girlfriend says you're stupid. Oh, she's stupid, right? Don't accept that, <laughs> right? And then, yeah, we don't, we want to run away from the pain, but the pain is itself an experience, just like everything else. And if we run away from half of the experience of being alive, we're not alive. We're just, we're, we're living in a bubble that's, 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 that's fake. That's fake. The, the pain, the lows, that's what gives the highs its, 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 its light. The pain is what makes that love and, and the feeling of, 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 wholeness and, and pleasure just so much better why do you think people like like have sex and they're like they'll slap each other around you know it's <laughs> it's good contrast it's, it's as an artist you want you know look at my shirt black yellow right black and white kind of thing the yin and yang you can't have one without the other you can't have sun without darkness the void this the, the, the space that, that that holds it you know so like like for me oh man pain darkness uh, like you know, again, fifty-fifty. Give me some of this. Give me some of that. Slap it together. You know what I mean? I know you know what, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, I I do know what you mean, and I feel like you're doing a much better job explaining it than I ever do, because people just look at me like I'm growing horns when I say things like that. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, I'm I'm someone who lives with chronic pain. Um, I think I don't know if I mentioned that, but I have mm. <clears throat> some some health issues that live with, and I live with chronic pain, and it has been really hard. But you know, when you talk about pain specifically. Like some days I wake up and I just appreciate that, yeah, pain sucks. Like I'm not like, I'm not about it. I'm mm -hmm. not looking for it. But at the same time, 
it's like it reminds me that like I'm alive mm-hmm. and I'm here and I'm doing things. And like you said, the contrast, I mean, that's I think I think that's the only part of this whole equation that everybody kind of understands is or like that everybody embraces mm-hmm. is yeah, without pain I wouldn't understand I wouldn't appreciate pleasure. You know, but it goes so much deeper than that. Like you were talking about like the beauty in the darkness and in that pain. Like I think a really good example of how much light there exists within darkness is comedians mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. and how most comedians do their or or musicians too do their mm-hmm. best work when they're suffering mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that like like i want people to suffer mm-hmm. but there's something to it that can't be denied and or it can be denied of course it is denied constantly <laughs> um, but but i don't think i don't think it serves us to issue the darkness in favor of only light mm-hmm. um and like i find that like a lot of my strength comes from my darkness mm-hmm. i'm a you know a lot of people i think i think um seem to perceive me as you know sort of naive and happy-go-lucky and and all of that because you know i am about wholesomeness and and bliss and love and all of that stuff but a lot of my like power mm-hmm. <laughs> comes from that internal darkness the fact that i know that I could, if I wanted to switch it around and, you know, that, that say, for example, strength I have with words, I could, as much as I can use that to build someone up, I could mm-hmm. use it to tear someone down yeah. and I choose not to. And that there's a lot of power in acknowledging your darkness, acknowledging the beauty in it and choosing not to let it control you. I completely agree. Like a, a, a wonderful example is just, just about yourself as an individual is if you don't have that darkness, because I know we all have it and a lot of us try to run away from it. If you don't have that darkness and you don't embrace it, you you push away half of you that's, that is telling you what you're worth almost. Because that darkness is saying, hey, I don't deserve this and I will fight and I will claw and I will kill if, if somebody comes comes at me and, and tries to you know manipulate me or control me or, or diminutize me. Could be a real word, could not be. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's that darkness that tells you, hey, how you're being treated right now is not okay. And yeah, you might be a dick if you if you do this, but you're going to protect yourself. Same thing with your body. If you get a prick, if you get a cut, you're going to start feeling pain because you say, hey, see this? This is sensitive. And if you don't take care of this, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And it does. And people like to, you know, again, alcohol, p- pills, my first girlfriend, heroin. You know, these are the things that you would take to, to soothe the pain without soothing the, the initial cause of the pain. So if you're in a relationship where you're just battered emotionally, physically, and you don't do anything to stop the, the that from happening and you just numb it, you're going to continue living in a hell, in a personal hell until the very day that you die and then you'll be released from it. That's not a life. That's not an existence. That's you living in fear of the darkness that's already present around you. It's you already engulfed in the darkness that you are refusing to acknowledge. You're just you're hiding away from it, trying to see the light. Where's the light? Bro, you're in darkness. Acknowledge it. But the, the moment you acknowledge it, you say, all right, here's the darkness. Here's the feelings I'm feeling. Here's the darkness, the, the pain, the heaviness. This is what I'm feeling. And then once you allow it inside, then you'll start to see, okay, where is where is it least dark? And then you'll, you'll, your compass will start to shift. Oh, if I go this direction, I'll feel a little bit of, of, of relief. And you start going there and then go, 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 just little bit by little bit. And that's where music and that's where com- comedy comes from is you feel that that injustice that's all around us all the time. And you say, okay, how do I 
feel this injustice? How do I make it personal? Because, ew, it's personal. And then how do I phrase it so it makes me feel a little bit better about it? How do I talk about it that, that gets other people to see it and that, that makes them feel a little bit better about it? And that's, yeah, that's where some of my most beautiful songs come from. I sit there and I just feel this this weight on my shoulders, like the whole world is, is upon me. And then I'm like, all right, what is it that I'm actually feeling? Why is it so heavy? Is it, is it, is it this? Is it the lack of love? Is it the lack of um, passion? Is it is it the, the pain that somebody's put upon me? You know, what is it that's happening? And you start to symbolically at least tear it apart and then put it forth for other people, which also feel this in some other form. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, 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 it's a relationship or it's just a lack of something else. They'll feel it and they'll connect with it. And then, uh, Okay, I can feel a burden. I can put words to this demon or to this to this darkness that's 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 engulfing me. And and once you can name it, well, you can conquer it. All right, that's that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, I I think okay. So let me let me try and rephrase what I think you're saying so that I know that we're yes. at least close to saying the same thing. Because of course, you know, with communication, often we're not even speaking the same language it, when we talk to people. It's true. Um, <laughs> but. So I think I'm hearing you say, if we let go of the shame, we can actually use the darkness for its purpose, which is to guide us toward light, um, is, yes. is what it sounds like you're saying. And I think that that's very true. I think that what a lot of people don't realize about the darkness that resides within us is it's a much better communicator than the light that resides within us. Mm -hmm. Is it, it indicates like not just pain, but our maybe Machiavellian tendencies or whatever. It tells us what we want, what we're looking for, what we're missing better than light does and mm. i mean don't get me wrong happiness and bliss are perfect oh, yeah. like wonderful things i am not against them they have a, a place but i think that to really get closer to them we really need to have something to listen to and nothing is going to tell us better than our, our darkness and our pain mm -hmm. no where we're going 100 percent. like that's why i i think uh, and just piggyback of what exactly what you said, light and, and happiness and joy, that, that is almost like the destination, right? And that's the thing that we all trying to chase and are like, but that's where I want to be. So when you are happy, just again, be in that moment and just appreciate that. Be a part of it. Just be it. And then you're not chasing something else. But then what you'll find yourself is because we, we are much like the universe outside of us. We are much like the planet even. So we will go up and we will go down and we will go up and we will go down. Just like, you know, we'll go into winter and then everybody hibernates and gets depressed. It's not just me. I know this. <laughs> but, you know, and then we'll go back up and then we'll appreciate it. When we, when we reach a state of depression, when we reach a state of winter, you know, you can mean look, the trees, they all go inside, right? The leaves, they fall off. And then to, to survive, you must go inside and protect your, your vital force, your vital energy. And at that point, you know, the trees are cool, right? They're like, all right, I'm good. We also have to go inside and, and see what's happening on the inside, how we got to where we are. What is it that we actually want? What do we value, right? The leaves are not valuable during the winter. So they drop. What are not, what's not valuable to you at that moment? They has to drop too. You have to let it go. Otherwise, it's going to suck energy that you don't have. It's going to drive you deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole that you, you want to get out of. You drop it so then you conserve the energy and then you ask yourself, how do I want to sprout next season, right? How do I want to sprout in the spring? Do I want to have a couple branches come here, right? Where do I want to reach to? How do, how do I want to expand, right? The, the correlations are, are infinite. So when, when we get into depression, personally, man, I love it. I sit there. <laughs> I sit in that depression because, again, 
I don't I don't owe anybody anything. I don't I don't have to do anything or at least as much. I don't have to be as energetic. Like I I'm an ambivert. I can be extroverted and I can be introverted whenever I need to whatever the situation calls for it. So when that moment comes where everything's settling down, everything becomes quiet, darkness it just kind of surrounds you. You you don't have to fight it. You don't have to say no, bring back the light. I want the light cuz that's that sucks. Let the darkness come in and just engulf you and, and hug you like like a like a lover in the night. You know, just you, again, we're going back <laughs> into the sexual theme, but it's like you know you, you're being hugged by this this essence that just that just wants to comfort you. That says, yeah, this might not be the most this might not be where you want to be at this moment because you know you have plans, right? Again, coronavirus kind of thing. You have plans, you have places to be, but what you actually need to be is right here and consider your well-being. And that's why I'm going to hug you here and we're going to talk about your well-being and how you feel and what do you want from your life and how you want to get to that. You know, we'll just you just contemplate. And if you feel like you're too tired, just take a nap. You know, and if somebody's giving you a hard time, just 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 let them tell them to go away or just kick them in the face. Whatever whatever drives your boat. <laughs> Whatever floats your goat, okay? Just just do that. And then floats your goat. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then that way, you know, you really put yourself as 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 the center because we don't do that all the time or we might not do that ever depending on how you're raised or your beliefs, you know? The the depression, the sadness, it tells you, "Hey, yeah, there's a world out there, but you need to take care of you because if you don't, there won't be a world out there because there won't be a you." And uh, that's yeah. such a great point is that, yeah, like, like definitely the darkness is, is the biggest motivator for self-care, um, for sure. Like it's very easy to get caught up in everything else. And then you have to slow down mm -hmm. when you're depressed. And it's so interesting to me how so many people think that like, um, think of happiness as the absence of <clears throat> painful emotion. Mm -hmm. And I just so disagree mm -hmm. with that. Um, I think like, and I mean, it's so, it's so hard to explain because it's not like an enjoyment in the same sense that you enjoy happiness and mm -hmm. stuff, but there's this very somber beauty in those still quiet moments where everything is painful, emotionally, especially, mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know, a couple months ago I had this, this thing, I got ghosted and it made me sad, you know, you know, the story, everyone's got one. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and what was interesting about it though, is that afterwards was like unquestionably this huge period of growth and I was like sad mm. and I was mostly sad. I wasn't really angry. I don't mm. really get, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't say I don't get angry, but not for very long, but mm. anyways, um, so much sadness, but it was so much growth and it was so much like, okay, I need to step away from everything and I need to take care of me, mm. you know? And it helps, it helps. But for some reason there's so much shame around it. Mm -hmm. Like <clears throat> when it comes to being depressed and thankfully, you know, the world is changing where people are like, Hey, maybe it's not something to be ashamed of that you're a human, but, um, but it's still there where like, you know, you get sad and then you, you don't want to burden anybody and you don't want to, you know, all this stuff. It's so interesting because it's, it's so important mm -hmm. to experience the broad range of emotions. It's so important to our well being and our peace of mind. I completely agree. I like, I, to, to jump on that as well. Um, there's in health right exactly what you said in health people think that health or good health is the lack of an ailment you know a lack of a disease but that's that's not health at all because there, again let's jump to the coronavirus you can be asymptomatic and be a carrier right so health is not a lack of disease health is an abundance of of 
just well-being, right? Same same thing same thing with with emotions. You know, you you can be depressed, but you can be happy because you have an abundance of well-being. You you might be in a lower vibrational state, lower energy state. You might not be running triathlons every three minutes. That's impossible unless I don't know. You're the Flash. <laughs> But, you know, it's like you could be you can find yourself in any position in life expressing it whatever way you can. But you can always find that that abundance of life inside of you that the joy is, is is created by you no matter what the outside environment is is, is putting forth upon you. Right. Like we are we are create creatures of our environment. Right. We have we have our genes. We have our genetic material, which most people know about, you know, as DNA. But what most people don't know is that our DNA is 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 turned on or turned off by the environment. Like that's that's the science of epigenetics. Mm -hmm. Right. So like our environment Exactly. The environment that most people might even think is like, oh, the outside environment, you know, but you look out the window and that's what creates us. But the biggest environment that we subject ourselves to is our mind, is our internal environment. So we we have a conscious decision to, to create a, an internal environment. If you create one of joy and peace, it doesn't matter what the, the rest of the world throws at you, you can still find that foundation of peace, even if you're depressed, even if you're sad, even if you're anxious. You can say, all right, my body's feeling this. And you can you can just be like, hey, why? Or you could be like, hmm, it's feeling this, so I'm just gonna write it out. Or I'm just gonna, you know, ask or feel or whatever, and just allow that feeling to be. Like when when I was mentioning to you about the cold showers, right? It's it's a, um, shock is similar to exhilaration, which exhilaration is also very similar to anxiety. Anxiety and exhilaration are very close emotions. And when this hit me a few years ago, I was like, "Holy shit! Is this is this very a cheat code?" Very similar physiological response too. Exactly. So it's like I remember I remember you know I'd have some sort of anxious episode from time to time and i understood that it was it, it would come in as exhilaration and then you provide a point of resistance to it it's like oh no and then and that point of resistance would accumulate that energy wherever you know call it in your shoulder who cares right it's gonna stick somewhere probably in your heart mostly but if you allow it to just wash through it and just accept the emotion it will come and it will go and you'll be fine just like excitement. Everybody's felt excitement. You, you just don't get it wrapped up in your mind saying, oh, this excitement is bad. You say, I'm excited. And it comes and you're like, oh, this is so good. Oh, and you shake and you, and you, and you dance and then boom, it leaves. <laughs> it leaves. So that, that's one thing that I can suggest to people. If you're feeling angry, if you're feeling anxious or depressed or anything like that, move your freaking body. You can even ask any doctor to say, yeah, go out and exercise. Move your body. Take that energy that's already inside of you and it, it comes and you just get it out of you. Whether through painting, whether through music, whether through dance, whether through yoga, whether, just move. That's it. Just fucking move. <laughs> right? And then you have that energy to create something. You know, art love whatever make something not war um, don't make war <laughs> <laughs> oh there's this saying i always really liked when i was younger it's uh, make love not war condoms are cheaper than guns and i thought it was super funny <laughs> that's so true that should be on a shirt if it's not <laughs> it probably is i mean i was i was like a teenager when i heard it so um i'm sure that yeah okay but so about what you were saying so that's so that's so true first of all is emotions are completely uh, like a physiological like, no, I don't know if physiological is the right word but it's something that you experience and they can it can just go and we have a tendency as people to hold on to the bad emotions and then good emotions we like freak out like foreboding joy like mm -hmm. Brene Brown talks about 
where it's like, well, this isn't going to last, so I don't want to feel it too much. Oh, um, <clears throat> that's sad. So it's really interesting. Well, like, you know, like when you look at something, oh, you know what? That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But what I found is really helpful when it comes to the darkness, whatever that looks like. So sometimes it's pain and sometimes it's, um, you know, uh, things about ourselves that we aren't necessarily a fan of, but are natural, like, you know, uh, the desire for revenge, for example, or whatever these, these things that we experience, mm -hmm. I find that what's really helpful for me is to approach it with curiosity. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say anxiety, for example, when I start getting anxiety and I have, I have a PTSD, CPTSD or whatever. And so I get anxiety a lot. And when I get anxiety, when I, when I'm cognizant of it, I go, okay, so what's happening? Like my chest feels tight and you know, this and that. And it kind of helps me to step away from it and observe it. And mm -hmm. it's very interesting, very interesting mm -hmm. the way that our body responds. So I find curiosity to be just like a huge, uh, my shirt, my sweater's falling off, um, a huge uh, driver in getting through those times mm -hmm. without without that pain. And I think you're right. Like we have such a tendency to grab onto it and then resist it and then resistance just re-triggers it over mm. and over again. And so instead of lasting for 30 seconds or a minute, it's lasting for like five hours mm -hmm. or weeks. Mm -hmm. And so, so I find that very, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought halfway through the thought. And it's not because it's 420. I haven't spoken any weed. No one will judge you if you did. <laughs> no. I, I, I don't, I don't do interviews or like this when I, I'm stoned because It'd all be just me losing my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see that. I could see that. It's, but hey, if anybody out there is smoking pot, do it now because it is 420 and, you know, well, depending on where you are, it's probably 422. 12, yeah. four hours ahead. Where is four hours ahead? Who cares? Um, maybe Newfoundland. No, Newfoundland's three and a half. I think it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have no idea. Time zones are so ridiculous and frustrating. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I agree. I, I've never had it to be such a present thing in my, in my existence than it is now just podcasting all the time. I'm just like, Oh yeah, wait, where are you? Oh, you're in East coast. Oh snap. I have to like three hours. Eh. Oh, you're in India. Oh, 12 hours. Oh gosh. You know, you podcasted with someone in India. Oh yeah. I got it. I got a buddy. So cool. That's so cool. Like, I'm so bad with time. I have three clocks in my house. None of them are set to the right time, even for my time zone. Um, if I need to know the time, I'll use my phone. I just have them for decoration purposes. Yeah, that's fine. Because I like clocks. <laughs> They're pretty. Um, uh, well, like, I have this one. It's like a record that's been cut out to look like a yellow submarine. And then it's got the clock face on and it. And you got the Beatles it's... shirt, too, so. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm obs not obsessed. I really like the Beatles, and I'm a hard person to buy gifts for, mm -hmm. so everyone always buys me Beatles things. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You got a little museum in, in the background of Beatles, everything. Yeah, oh, one day I'll show you when we're <laughs> when it's not my computer that I have to move around. Truth, truth. Um, <laughs> when we can actually move around the country, I'll come and I'll hang, I'll come hang out. I got a lot of I got I need to go visit my friends up there, including you. Yeah, yeah, and Vancouver Island, honestly, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, just, I mean, I know that you live in the Pacific Northwest, so you also have, like, the rainforest and stuff. But still, Vancouver Island's prettier, I promise. Oh, It's got our beautiful trees everywhere. <laughs> I I went there a couple weeks, oh, a couple weeks, a couple years ago, and uh, I found myself at some sort of 
I don't know. It was like a huge forest. I don't know what it was. But I do. You know, I just pulled up, pulled my van there, kind of camped for a moment, and just kind of explored the forest. And then I left. I had some uh, some some paint with me, some some puffy paint. So I'd go around and like paint some rocks, and then paint some just just little tiny symbols of of just I don't know, just just love, just a little flower, and say I love you, and just like yeah, just weird stuff like this. And I, I wish I could tell you where it was so you can go find it, but I don't know where I don't know where it was. I'm hoping people are seeing it. It was probably Cathedral Grove, and people probably have found it. Yeah. Um, C- Cathedral Grove is like these... Yeah, it's beautiful. It doesn't matter, though. We're talking about darkness, and somehow we're talking about happiness Love. and light again, as always. They're connected. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're two sides of the same coin, and, and I think that... I think that the people who get really consumed by the darkness is because they're not... They don't have ex- uh, ways to express it. Well, yeah, because, because it's like the resistance creates, like... You know, friction creates heat, you know? Mm-hmm. So the more we resist it, the more consumed we get. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, me, I just kind of embrace it mm-hmm. for the most part. I try to own it. And I think that that's an important part, too, is that, like, vocalizing, like, hey, you know, in some ways, by some standards, I'm kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, Acceptance. And, like, <laughs> owning that goes a really, really long way to it not consuming me and controlling me. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, there are days, don't get me wrong, there are days when you don't want to be around me. I uh, am not the most fun, but that's okay, because I know that everybody experiences that. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Like, if, if I can re- reminisce to a, par- to a part where I wasn't this individual, where I wasn't creative or expressive, you know, I remember it, I, I, it expressed itself in, in many, I mean, I'll call it negative ways, negative in the sense that it didn't push me to be a better more understanding individual so it's like you know back in the day you know i i i was insecure and i wasn't confident and i allowed other people to you know to, to bully me to take advantage of me to, to to basically manipulate me in any way you know and i i was walking around I was like ah i'm a i'm a big strong man you know <laughs> all these things and that led to a lot of you know uh, almost personal resentment like i didn't like myself so i had to force other people to like me and that led to other problems because now i'm i'm, I'm trying to get acceptance and love from somebody else that's not me which you're never going to get that 100 percent. and if you're expecting love for somebody else or you're expecting somebody else to help you through the darkness it's that you it it's it, you only get yourself deeper because everybody other people can't ever provide to you that which you need personally right other people can't give you a way out they can serve as an example be like hey look at me i'm doing this and then you can start to resent them like back in the day i used to resent people or at least my girlfriend my first girlfriend right the person you're supposed to love she would dance and i thought how fucking dare you dance you stupid whore right and i'm like (laughs) like like that those are my thoughts those are my feelings i was like oh she's 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 just trying to get attention from from all the boys and you know i was very insecure and i wanted to contain her i was like you can't do this right you can't go out you can't talk to people you can't express yourself you can't dance why are you singing right literally everything i do right now everything that i find so much joy and expression and liber and freedom from I, w- I was telling my girlfriend to never do those things because i didn't like them like I, at that time right because i thought they led to something completely different and it was that darkness that that i was engulfed in and i thought that I don't know what I thought. I and I was trying to. I don't know even think I was trying to get out of it, but I was just trying to take things from other places to try to suffice that darkness, to try to feed it. And I wasn't. 
I wasn't shining. I was probably making more of that darkness, just kind of sitting into it, just digging the hole deeper and deeper, which is why she, like, she ran away many times. She, she, she left me many times. And then, you know, somehow we got back together and to, for many years until, you know, I finally learned my lesson and we separated and, you know, found each other, found ourselves. And then I started realizing who she was and the things that she was trying to show me. You know, she was saying, hey, you're, you're insecure. You should probably like see that. And I took that as an attack. How dare you call me insecure? I'm the best thing in the world, right? So again, we're we're attaching our minds to something that's not necessarily true. We're projecting an idea onto yourself and the world that doesn't necessarily exist. You're 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 masking the reality with something that you wish to believe, and and that distance between what is real and what you think is real doesn't doesn't combine. So so nothing that you do makes anything better. The, the, the moment that you start to, to make things better, to, to take a positive turn, is when you say, all right, where am I? What, is, what are the facts, right? What can I say that's happening? Okay, my girlfriend hates me, right? Like, that's hard to say, but my girlfriend hates me, right? My, like, I'm, maybe I'm not very capable of doing things, right? Maybe people pick on me because I allow them to pick on me. Or just all these things that you have to ask yourself and that's that's deep that's that you gotta dig man they're just not gonna come to you be like oh yeah i've i've been avoiding my demons for the last six for the last 10 years and oh there it is i'm just gonna it takes digging and then, but once you start digging you have these realizations every day you know meditation helps a lot and you find yourself at least finding one piece and you're like oh i'm insecure <gasps> if i'm insecure what does this mean how can i how can i I don't know, let go of this? How can I use this information? Or maybe in the, at first it's just enough to acknowledge it. Okay, I'm insecure. Put it on the side. Oh, I'm a cocky asshole. Interesting. Like, these are the things that, you know, came to me. I was like, I am a cocky asshole. Hmm, put that down, right? Oh, I'm trying to manipulate the person that I, I claim to love. And I don't, I never saw her for who she was. I only saw her for the person that I could turn her into. Interesting. Put it down, right? And eventually, all these things start to come down, and then you can look at your life, your choices, just just lay down in front of you and say, ah, so this is the person that I was, or the person that I am, and this is the life that those choices created. Do I want to continue? Personally, I found it best and easier to just wipe the slate clean and just like, all right, I'm just going to get rid of these things. Who do I want to be? What do I want to feel? If these are not the things I want to feel, that means I need to make a change. And if I need to make a change, how and who am I going to change into? So then it's really, this is where the brain comes in. Very useful. It's amazing, right? So the brain is very good at mirroring. It's a, like We have mirror neurons when we watch something, like somebody play guitar or, or sing or just draw. The brain thinks that it's doing it, and it's going to inherently wire those connections in your brain. And the more you do it, the, the better it's going to get. And then if you're actually doing it, the brain is going to start connecting even more. So if you create an image in your mind about the individual that you want to be, the, how they behave, how they talk, how they're perceived, what they do, all these things, and you create that, you slowly, and you think about it, you slowly start to drift toward that direction. And slowly you're like, all right, yeah, I used to be an asshole, but what did that get me? Let me try being nice. And then you start being like, hey, I love you. And then, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> me loving somebody else gives me love. Wait a second. It's about what you give, not what you get. Holy crap. This is incredible. I'm just going to give everyone everything. And then, I mean, at least that's kind of how I got to, to, to me, you know, from, from an asshole, yeah. which truly like someone engulfed in darkness and just didn't know a way out and was suicidal for, for quite some time. 
to pulling the trigger in a sense, killing that individual, killing that personality and creating someone new and not living a brand new life, right? It's same, same, same body, completely different approach to life. And like now happiness just bleeds through, through the cracks. Like now, please put me in the fucking, in, in the hellfires. I will find a way to just enjoy that. I'd be like, oh, nice. Let's roast some marshmallows. You know, let's, let's eat some flesh. Uh, mm, mm, I taste good. Just, just, you know, find a way to enjoy the things that are in front of you because they will be there. I appreciate it. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's, oh, there's so many things that, <laughs> that you said and I'm trying to figure out which part to touch on. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I really like that, that you said, you know, that was, that was your journey. Cause my journey was similar. And I, I, when you said wiping the slate clean, mine was a little, a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was one thing at a time for the most part and then rapid fire change. But what's interesting is one of the things that you said that I found really interesting is you were talking about, you know, saps and I, I, and this is just a side note, maybe a little out of context, I don't know if I believe in, in facts anymore. Um, <laughs> I think that so much of our reality is predicated on our perception. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you know, you can go to the hellfire and I'll find a way, I'll find a way to enjoy it. I think that that is exactly true. Like it can be like, you know, I've behaved like this. You're talking about, you know, you being an asshole. Well, I was totally a fucking bitch when I was younger. Um, and, you know, I, I might have been nice, but I wasn't kind, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, <laughs> and and so, like, it might have been true in some, like, in some, like, through some lenses mm-hmm. that I was, you know, um, quote, unquote, bad. But it was also, I don't know how I'm, I'm getting so, I'm, this is, this is why I want to have the conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like you actually understand what I'm saying. I can- <laughs> well, no, I, I understand too. Like I, I'm, I was very hesitant to even say the word facts because you know, everything is relative. There are no absolutes. So, yeah. so yes, for, from a certain perspective, from my perspective, somebody else's perspective, you say, all right, here are the things, right? And then you can acknowledge those. It, it's hard to say, oh, fact, I'm an asshole. <laughs> is that a fact? I don't know. But the thing is when you sit there and, and they, come to you like these realizations about who you are and something comes you true you feel it in your heart if that is pleasant or not pleasant if that is a in an action that you took or a belief that you had that benefits you in the long run or something that makes you feel like you should shrivel up and die you know and i've had those feelings come to me like like although i do like to move fast because I, I go from one extreme to the, to the next once as soon as i see something i was like oh is this working? No. Let's just whoosh, go over here. But it took me about a year to just sit there and and meditate. I, I meditated for three hours a day, morning. As soon as I wake up, I have an hour meditation, midday hour meditation, and at night before sleep, an hour meditation. And I did that for about a year. And every night I'd wake up or just or just sit up out of my meditation, just tears falling down my face, just finding a a a, a sliver of of my, of my life that I've lived that I've chosen to. And I was like, oh my gosh this little piece that I didn't think anything before caused so much pain to the people around me. And I was like, oh, I did that? I did that. See, like, is that a fact? I don't know what it is, but it's something that made me feel that. And then I understood. I was like, I need to, I need to fix that. I need to 
reconciliation thing. <laughs> well, and and so yeah, like I definitely wasn't trying to argue with you, just so much as it was something that piqued oh, my brain. Where I was like, I was like, oh yeah, like I don't know if I believe in facts. Um, I think like I'm I'm more comfortable with the word truths. Yes. Because I don't necessarily believe in objective truth. <laughs> so I'm more comfortable with that because, you know, like it can be a, a truth for your reality where it's like, okay, this is, this is what's going on and this is how it's helpful or harmful. So how do I move forward from here? And I totally relate to looking at parts of my life and almost mourning for what I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but like I said, there's so much beauty in that, which I mean, I guess we should probably circle around because it's. It's been uh, almost been, it's been 45 minutes, which is impressive because it's felt like 10. It um, does. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just, there's so much, there's so much beauty in, in experiencing life as it is, the whole mm-hmm. of life, even when it's hard, even when it's challenging. And it's also important to remember that if you don't agree with that, if you, if you don't, if that doesn't resonate with you. That's also fine. If you want to, you know, keep seeking just happiness and ignoring the bad stuff, do you, boo? No one is trying to shame you. This is just our experience. Yes. I I completely agree. You know, I live my my entire life on take what resonates, leave the rest. And it's so beautiful because you don't get into fights, unnecessary fights. If you want to believe that, you have the right to believe it. If if it works for you, it works for you. Do, Do you, right? If it's not broken... Don't fix it. But mm-hmm. if you do feel like you're, you, you're missing something or you feel like you're, you're lost or there's pain that you can't explain or that you can't just get to past it, then perhaps it's time to take a look at it and to, to embrace it rather than push it away from you. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree so much. Um, thank you once again, Andre. I, oh, I got your name right this time. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much again, Andre. And I look forward to, I'm sure that we'll chat again, whether it's on here or just on messenger or whatever. Um, you're officially my homie. So you're my homie, Kara. I love you so much. <laughs> and if you want to talk to my too, friend in, in India, you just let me know. You guys can have a podcast all together. All right. Is he, is he super into happiness too? I imagine. He's, I love him. He's a very interesting character. <laughs> like he, You'll have an interesting conversation, whatever it, it, it will be. If you want to talk about happiness, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Yeah, the thing I love about, about the conversation about happiness is that everyone has something to contribute. Mm-hmm. Because we're all, uh, if there's one thing we all have in common, it's the, uh, the desire for peace, I think. So. I agree. I agree. The pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, let me let me turn this off. Bye, everybody. I love you. Bye. Uh, stop streaming. Okay. Cool. All right, I have.